Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, it is party time. Hello, Power Partners, and welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style, be the star you are. Brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are Literacy and Positive Media Charity. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And you're listening to us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And today is really a power party, and we're going to be in nature most of the day. We're going to be going down under to Australia to interview uh, Tanya Maloney, who has started a Nurture in Nature program. We'll also find out how to thrive in a drought and which plants to plant so that you can enjoy the outside. But coming up in just a bit, Heather's going to be talking about how that you can find relief from depression, discover ways to beat the blues and health matters. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, honored as a top nonprofit for 2014. You can make a donation today at bethestarur.org. And this is from Lao Tse. If you are depressed, you are living in the past. If you are anxious, you are living in the future. If you are at peace, you are living in the present. So I feel, I think that we must be living in the present, Heather, because I, you know, as exhausted as we get with all our juggling that we do, I think we are happy. I'm always singing that song, happy. (laughs) Well, (laughs) depression is a disease that affects 16% of women ages 18 to 44, according to a recent uh, Center for Disease Control study. So I know that you have some suggestions on how we can beat the blues. Yeah, well, I'm actually surprised that it's so, that 16% sounds so low to me because I feel it's something that's constantly in the news about and discussed, so I wonder if some of that number is skewed of um, things that are unreported, because it seems slightly lower to me. Um, That's probably true, you know, because 
very often, just because when people are sad or feeling low or depressed, they don't necessarily seek help. And I think that's only the percentage of people that are seeking professional help. Yeah, and, you know, and there is, as we always say, that there's different uh, levels of things that, you know, sometimes people just get the every now and then, and then sometimes people get things that they just can't shake off. And I feel the ones that you just can't shake off um, always, you know, of course, speak, you know, meadow, talk with your doctors about anything. But, you know, the, and for the most part, some of us, I think, just have those days um, where, you know, we, we feel equally that we could have been one, we could have been grumpy and the seven dwarfs, that we've gotten up on the wrong side of the bed, um, you know, just things, everything annoys us, and we're just going wrong, and just, you know, things, um, you know, start upsetting us, and then we kind of get into these downward spirals. And a, a amazing thing I always kind of think of um, is to, you know, a rule to try to ditch the blues, the blues, the blues um, is to just try. And with that, I mean, is you get what you give, as you were just kind of saying with things that, um, you know, sometimes just enjoying um, our grouchiness is part of it. I think a lot of times, I know for me personally, when I when I start feeling really upset and I start feeling really upset, I start that cycle, then I feel bad that I feel uh, sad because I think of all the main things I have. So sometimes one of the first things is sometimes just embrace it. Understand, you know, and knowing that if this is sort of allowing yourself and realizing that this is a, a current phase, this is just for... This day, it's just a hard week. Um, if you have, you know, something in your mind, you know this isn't a forever situation. So it's so that thing, go ahead, you know, let it go. Um, however, you know, sometimes we don't want, I feel, you know, sometimes if you start having that grudgeness, it sort of becomes a habit and we want to get out of that. So, you know, after it once, you know, acknowledging your feelings, validate your feelings too, um, and then allow yourself. So the first thing, three things always is acknowledge the feelings. Acknowledge that, all right, you're feeling upset, you're feeling um, Validate it. Kind of, you know, is it, are you really upset? Are you stressed? Are you feeling depressed because of certain things, you know, of a relationship breakup or stress at work or something with family? Validate. Um, you know, or just things, that, you know, something's been building up. And wallow. You know, I always feel, allow yourself a little time to just, be upset to just get it out. You know, oftentimes when we shove those feelings down, things come up, and they'll come up tenfold. You know, that's when, um, especially with uh, your uh, a partner um, in a relationship, oftentimes is having those open conversations about things because otherwise things will up and it becomes that, you know, the sock on the ground that upsets you so much. I'm really and glad you brought that one up, Heather, because, you know, I do think that when you're usually an upbeat, positive person, that all of us have that tendency to sweep it under the rug or, you know, you know, that whole idea of fake it till you make it and put a smile on your face. And I do agree that when you put a smile on your face, it does help. But when you really are sad, you know, when you really are ex- experienced and an emotion or anxiety or something you're going through, giving yourself time to be in that moment is really critical. So what you just said is um, it, it's extremely important for people to know that we're all humans and we all have bad days and it's okay. Exactly. Perfect. I just was saying it's give yourself permission to to be upset, to feel depressed, to feel down. And then after you've given yourself that in a lot of, in a lot of minute time, give yourself permission to be happy. Get moving. Move ahead. You know, I think one of the most important things we always get to is being physically active, getting outside, fresh air, um, being in the sun, sunshine and just doing something active. Um, just as we know, a lot of times 
that's probably the last thing that, that's on your mind. I mean, you, you know, you want to curl up into a ball. You want to be in your misery. Um, but get outside and do something that's going to put that natural thing of endorphins in your body that when we exercise, we get, we release the same things that such do as um, when drugs, when people take the drugs that enhance and def- um, dopamines and endorphins, excuse me, um, that's what being active does. It, it creates that, that reward, that thing in our body that makes us happy and feels good. And being outside, fresh air and sunshine, we know um, the benefits about how people get seasonal blues when there's that lack of sunshine, lack of the cold. Right now we're having a heat wave, so I'm getting tons of sunshine coming out here. Right, and, and you know, you're right, because there is a growing body of research that tells us that uh, the connection with nature is truly vital to our health as human beings. It being in nature, whether it's taking a walk in the woods or just sitting on a park bench or going out and gardening or hiking, biking, fishing, boating, just anything that gets you outdoors, it reduces stress, anxiety, it eases, eases your depression. And uh, on top of that, it does release all those good, you know, the happy feelings in your brain, the endorphins that are necessary. So. That is a, I'm, that's, our whole show yeah. is going to be about this today, and I'm just glad you brought that up because that yeah. is really nurture and nature. <laughs> yeah, and another thing, getting back, you know, the, the fake it till you make it, just smiling. I have to say, uh, just so unnatural, I don't even realize I do it. I just feel, you know, I've always been told that it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile, and that smile lines are beautiful lines on your face. And I find that just my resting face, um, is often just smiling. And the odd thing is a lot of people don't smile, and smiles are contagious. When people see you being happy and see that smile, people start feeling more happy. And, again, the more, you know, it's almost sometimes if you try doing a fake laugh before, you know, you start actually laughing. So, you know, try something, make it, you make it. Another thing that you just kind of started with is listening to upbeat music. I know when I am down and out, I have this whole playlist, that I've made. It's called Black Eyeliner, and it's this playlist of just all the, you know, really set those beautiful songs that make you go into your head and think about so-and-so broke your heart or this, but it gets me into it. I love it that you titled it Black Eyeliner. That's hysterical. (laughs) That's, I mean, that's really great. Um, and uh, and what I mean is, like, I have this, and that's a beautiful playlist, and I, I love it, but it's, it's very, it's darker, it's sadder, you know, those music, that's kind of things that aren't, don't get me pumped to go out for the night. So, but that's the same thing of, you know, when you listen to happy, upbeat music. Like, our, our new favorite song is Pharrell Williams' song, because happy. happy, that was, that song, the first time I heard it, I you literally, sent it to I mean, me. still to this day, <laughs> it literally makes me feel happy. When I hear yes. it, I... I, I start moving, I start smiling. It, it literally it has that feeling that I'm like, I actually feel happy now when I hear it. So And you also listen. start kind of, at least I do, I start jumping around and dancing when I hear that song. In fact, this summer when I'm teaching my acting classes to pump the kids up, we're going to use that song because I think it, that one transcends ages and gender. Anybody can be happy. Yeah, and another thing too is, just human communication. I think a lot of times why we feel depressed is we feel alone. We feel that, you know, we're the only one going through this. No one else knows what it's like to feel like this. Um, talk to someone, and, and it doesn't even have to be, you don't even have to be talking about, um, you know, the things that are bringing you down. Just that sense of uh, human interaction. 
I feel like as we become adults, we get less and less. When we were in school, you know, we see our friends every single day. We hang out with them. Um, and as you're adult, oftentimes you move away for colleges, for jobs, for all that kind of stuff. And less and less, you know, even even your kids move away. Less and less, you have more uh, you have more less of, of interaction with people. And a big thing too, sometimes can be a lead of with depression is that you're feeling like, gosh, you know, I I don't really talk to my friends anymore. You know, out of sight, out of mind. Call someone up. The base and we live in this texting, and I text all the time. But I. I honestly, I love Skyping and I love using our, my home line so I don't have to pay them for the cell phone. But I can end up talking to some friends that I haven't caught with it for hours or getting together with them for once. You know, I have a girlfriend we try to get together once a week for a drink and it always turns into, you know, three or four hours just sitting and talking. Um, and how good that feels to have, to have someone in. It doesn't even have to. Eventually you could express why you might be feeling down, but just having someone else you know, that you feel compatible with you and a friend. And a lot of times it's it's better if it's someone that's outside of your house, outside of your family, um, you know, not a parent, not someone you live with, you know, or not your, your partner because you need other interactions with things that kind of to bring you up um, in that stuff. And then just for um, a last thing, I've got two last things, but one that I really want to mention is commit a random act of kindness. And I just know... Um, when I receive, when someone does something for me, when, as simple as I go to the mall and, and someone opens the door for me, I thought, oh, thank you. Um, but there is those little things, compliments on how you will see how people, that stuff doesn't exist anymore. That it's such a rarity. I'm someone, when I walk, I always say good morning, hi to people. And I do get that sense of rejection when people don't say good morning or hello back. I feel like, oh, God, what's wrong with me? Um, but try doing little things. You, know, you can do something bigger as, you know, paying the, the toll, going to the toll, bowl, um, toll booth and paying for someone behind you or paying for the cops. But it doesn't have to be a monetary thing. It's as simple as compliments, holding doors, um, helping. You know, you could be in the grocery store and see someone and ask if they would like help moving in, uh, you know, moving their boxes in their cars. You see someone. Well, I also think just getting back to what you said earlier and just giving a smile. So, you know, uh, we are out of time, of course, as always, for this segment. But were you winded up with just the top tips of what people really can do to help it if they're feeling anxious, down, depressed, or too stressed out to really really function? Again, the main things we're saying is just, you know, acknowledge your feelings, validate your feelings, allow yourself agreements and wallow time, and then allow yourself to get up, get moving, and make, you know, fake it to make it and get happy. And one of the biggest things, too, that I just want to last touch on is... Um, what goes into your body too? That, as we know, certain sugar things, sugars are depressants. They, they give us that upper, and then they bring us down. So, putting healthy food in our body not only is going to make us feel good because we're not going to be bloated and and feel junky, but it's going to help our body with those vitamins and minerals. So, get outside, get eating right, and keep smiling. I love it, and I just want to say and grow whatever you can of your own food because. We are seeing more and more that when you grow your own food and you eat lots of leafy greens and broccoli and tomatoes and beans and apples and all those good things that are easy to grow, that you can really avoid, you know, the big diseases like, um, like, like diabetes or cancer or heart disease or even osteoarthritis. So, you know, your body, you only have one body and we're all human beings. We're not human doings. 
So as Heather said, get up, get out, and get going. And I want to say get into nature. And when we to return from break, we'll be visiting with a very passionate pioneer from Down Under who has founded Nurture in Nature. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And you're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Stay with us. I'll be back in a bit. Be the star you are. The star you Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Be the star you are. You are. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. We know you have a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. And there's always detours, but that's where I come in right here with you every week bringing you the experts that will inspire, entertain, and motivate you. We want to ignite your power and help you shoot for the stars. I'm Cynthia Bryan. I'm your personal growth coach here, and you're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Well, there is a saying, nature, cheaper than therapy. (laughs) As parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, teachers, health practitioners, and anyone who cares for kids, We all want the best for them. We want to give them the opportunities to develop strong foundations for learning and for a life worth living. We want to nurture their relationships and give them the chance to grow into responsible, 
loving, caring individuals, and we want them to know about the natural world. Well, that's where our next guest, Tanya Maloney, comes in. She has created a groundbreaking interview series from Australia. It is called Nurture in Nature, and this harvests the wisdom of experts across the world who are going to be our guides in cultivating these meaningful bonds with ourselves, with our children, by our connection with nature. Welcome, Tanya, from Australia to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thank you, Cynthia. I'm uh, honoured to be here and I'm very excited. So um, you're a woman after my own heart, loving nature as much as you do. (laughs) And we're both very passionate people. I mean, I think passion is the key to life, don't you? I mean, without it, you just, you can't get anywhere. No, well, passion certainly makes uh, makes for a more fun and exciting life, and and I do some um, work with youth in finding their passions as well, which is you know one of my passions. So, uh, passion is is fantastic, and um, we can share our passion with the world and and help inspire our youth. Well, let's talk about what brought you to the point where you are now. You spent your childhood on a farm. You moved to the city, and now you and your husband are back on a farm. You have. Five children, adorable children, between the ages of three and nine. I don't know how you're doing five. <laughs> well, let's, let's go with what motivated you to launch your new program, Nurture in Nature. This is something after my heart because I am such a nature girl, such a gardener. I mean, I just live in the outdoors. If I could be there 24-7, that would be me. <laughs> so well, what you, you probably could. You? I probably could. I, when I actually, I, when I said that, I was thinking, you know what? I could just have a tent, and I could do that. <laughs> Beautiful, excellent. Well, you know, I guess you hit the nail on the head there, Cynthia, when you said you, you were talking about my kids. Um, my partner Michael has three, and I have two. So between us, the five kids keep us very busy, and they're um, they're fantastic kids, and they're they're nature loving kids. They can't help but be nature-loving kids, so that's wonderful. But what motivated me to start thinking about how um, – what motivated me was really starting to think about how I could help our kids grow and thrive in the world and develop those strong foundations for learning and for life, as you said before, and and look as, for ways as a parent to help me deepen my bonds with them um, and, and help them be those conf- – uh, grow to be confident, capable, resilient adults – um, so that, I guess, you know, my want as a parent to learn as much as I can about helping my ki- kids grow was the underlying factor that kind of started it. And nature really just, you know, kept tapping me on the shoulder and saying, hey, I'm here. I've always been here. You know, you grew up on a farm. Look, you know, look what it what it gave you and the gifts that it gave you. And, and when I had the chance to move back with my kids from the city to the country on the farm where I grew up, you know, everything kind of just came together and, and nature really fit and I wanted to help share that with other parents. You know, there's a, a, a huge body of work these days and compelling research that is showing us how important being in nature is to the human uh, beings. And both of us have interviewed Richard Louves, uh with his book, Last Child in the Woods, as well as The Nature Principle. And I, the thing that stuck with me when I first interviewed him years ago, when he first came out with this book, was he coined this phrase about nature deficit syndrome happening not only with children but with everyone in the world because we're so plugged in 
to our computers, our phones, our iPads, or, you know, what, to technology, that we don't unplug long enough to connect with the outside world. So to me, what you're doing right now is putting back that connection and giving parents and educators and their children an opportunity to be part of the natural world and something that's really important. Would you agree? I mean, I really agreed with his statement that we do have a, a nature deficit syndrome going on. Yeah, absolutely. And and as I, I know you think Richard Louvies are fantastic and his work is great, particularly with the Children and Nature Network that he does um, so well now and the work that they do across the world connecting kids with nature. But this, you're right, this nature deficit disorder, whilst not being an actual medical term, is really a, a symbolism of our disconnection from the natural world. And and what I, you know, what what's so important is getting families off the screen and back into the green, which is kind of what I like to say. I like and, um, that. Yeah, that's a great one. That's great. And, 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 you know, Cynthia, that's about balance. You know, technology is here to stay and, and it can be a really powerful tool to help our kids grow and learn and connect with the world. You know, we're on, on Skype on the other, you know, on the other side of the world and it's a wonderful opportunity to be able to use technology. But there has to be a balance. And, and ultimately that, I think... Um, comes down to the parents and being able to help, you know, help set some boundaries around, around that, that balance. And once you get kids outside, you know what happens inevitably. They just love it and they thrive. It's just getting them out the door um, in the first place and, and often getting yourself out the door. Well, I think, too, once the kids get used to being outside, I mean, there's nothing like making mud pies. I mean, you know, there's nothing like digging in the dirt. There's nothing like, you know, planting a toy and hoping it's going to grow. And, you know, it's so funny because they're so creative and climbing trees, all the things that I did as I was a child, I know I wanted, because like you, I grew up on a farm. And there's a saying, you know, you can take the, the girl out of the farm, but you can never take the farm out of the girl. And I don't Absolutely. think it could ever get it out of me. I mean, I, I'm definitely one of these extreme gardeners that I pull other people's weeds. But to me, this is about giving your children roots. And that's so important. Um, I know Dennis Waitley at one time said we need to give them roots and wings, not loot and things. And I always thought that that was, that was a very important um, aspect of living is if we can get our children and be with them outside, teach them how things grow. They're going to learn all the virtues. They're going to learn responsibility and patience and persistence because you can't rush a carrot, right? So you you have started Nurture in Nature, and the website is nurtureinnature.com.au. Tell us uh, about how you built this site and all the interviews that you are doing and what you hope to accomplish uh, with the launch. Okay. Thank you, Cynthia. Um, so the interviews came about, I was working with a coach uh, named Steve Ultra in Chicago, actually. He's a wonderful guy. And, and we were really trying to find out what our, what our what was, you know, why we were here and who we were compelled to serve. And for me, again, as I said before, it was really about helping my kids um, grow and thrive in the world. And it was funny, the other day someone said to me, you know, I can kind of see a business angle from this, but you really just want to play outside with your kids, don't you? And I said, of course, <laughs> you know, that would be a perfect a perfect world. Um, so what Steve had done is he'd set us 
a task to interview five experts who played in the spaces that we wanted to play in and, and um, you know, just find a little bit more about, you know, the, how nature could um, nurture our children and our relationships. And so my five interviews turned into 30 in Series 1 uh, and I'm on my way to 30 in Series 2 and, and that was where I just, you know, I started talking to people, simply talking just as you do, Cynthia, about... Um, about nature and how it could benefit our kids. So the interview series has, uh, and our families, um, the interview series has, you know, me talking to researchers, educators, environmental specialists, um, conservation biologists who, you know, would normally you would think would tell us to keep off the grass, but they're actually encouraging us to go in and explore nature and get off the path. Um, I also talked to relationship relationship experts and, and health practitioners who are actually prescribing nature. There's some great work being done by health professionals across the world about, you know, helping us get our healthy regular dose of vitamin N, they call it, in for nature. So that's sort of really where it started. I just started a conversation. You know, I think that's so important what you just said about health practitioners prescribing nature because that's something I've been advocating for so long. If we could just get a prescription for health that just said, go put your hands in the dirt. You know, go for a walk, listen to the birds, you know, sit by a waterfall, go fishing, you know, play in the mud. I, I, it's amazing how great we feel when we do that. And Absolutely. so this is a wonderful thing because when you're outdoors, it seems that creativity blossoms. So you're really giving parents and children an opportunity to reconnect with themselves, to reconnect with each other, and to have a very positive relationship with nature. And that's exciting. It is exciting. And, and, you know, Cynthia, the research backs it up. So there's a lot of clear and consistent evidence about the many benefits for children and for the wider community when we expose our kids to nature and engage them with nature. You know, kids who play regularly in natural settings are sick less often. So that mud and sand and water and leaves and sticks, you know, helps stimulate their immune system as well as their imagination. You know, the kids who are outside more, they tend to be more physically active um, and less likely to be overweight. So obesity is, you know, one of the, one of the big health issues at the moment, um, particularly for young people. Um, in terms of mental health, um, children who play in natural settings, they've found are more likely to be resistant to stress and have lower incidence of behavioural disorders and anxiety and depression and ADHD. So, you know, not only does it feel naturally right to get outside and get our kids outside, but there's also a lot of research now to back it up, which is great. No, the research is is really, really forthcoming, and it has been for, you know, the last 10, 15 years because it's really showing that exposure to nature not only makes you feel better emotionally, it really heals and it contributes to your physical well-being. It reduces blood pressure, your heart rate, your muscle tension, and, of course, it reduces the production of uh, stress hormones. They're even saying that people that, uh, according to scientists, uh, that, you know, if it can reduce mortality and keep you living longer by being outside. So, you know, um, I also, just even having a plant in your room can have a significant impact on you. I think the point is, is that we're living beings and we need to be with living things. And machines aren't living, as useful as they are to us. They're not soothing. They help us with our work, but they're not uh, 
we're, you know, they're not genetically programmed to find trees and plants and water and natural elements that, to, that would engross us. So we have to have nature. We have to be surrounded by it if we want to distract ourselves from our pain and our discomfort. So where are you going with your series? Tell us about how people are going to access this and what your vision is. Okay, so I'm, everything's just evolving for me at the moment. I'm really at the start of my journey in, into this um, nurturing in nature, which is, which is wonderful and exciting. Um, people can access the interviews online. Uh, you can watch them as, a, as a video interviews or you can download them as MP3s and take them outside. Um, so you can have access to the interviews from the website. So nurtureinnature.com.au, as you said before. Um, there is a three free-part series that people can um, log on and, and get, which is a sampler of the interviews and shows really three wonderful people, Marty, Ta- uh, sorry, Marty Erickson, um, who's a researcher, Claire Warden, who's an expert in nature pedagogy and how nature helps our kids learn, and also Dr. Ron Swaysgood, who is the environmental uh, sorry, the Director of Applied Ecology at San Diego Zoo. So he's one of these um, wonderful people who can serve nature who also want us to get out in nature. And so that that's where people can find the interviews. Um, in terms of my vision for the future, um, you know, I've done a lot of talking over the last year, and last year and a bit, um, which I love and I love learning, but I really am ready to get my hands dirty. Um, figuratively and literally. I was going to say, I'm sure if you're in nature, your hands are dirty. I'll never have nails. (laughs) No, that's known me neither. neither. (laughs) So, uh, you know, so out of the interview series, I hope there's a book that comes out of it because, you know, I've got such incredible information and the people that I've spoken to in this series have just shared their heart and soul and passion with me in this. And, um, you know, it would be, it's it's a beautiful story. Um, to help families connect and, and nature to be part of that. Um, I'm also going to be running some retreats in the pretty near future. Uh, so family connection, family nature connection retreats. And it's really about connecting with nature but also connecting with family as well and what better way to do it and what a better place to do it when you're surrounded by, you know, beautiful natural environment. Um, I saw your and- interview with uh, Tim Chandler of Cave Hill Creek. Is that a place yes. that you're considering as a retreat centre? Well, it is actually. Tim's um, Tim's a lovely guy. He lives an hour and a half from where I live, and um, it's a beautiful. You know, he's got he's got five kids as well. So, um, you know, and his kids get out. But some of the stories, as you would have seen in that interview, that that come out of kids being in nature and families being in nature are just beautiful and can really help connect, but also help give those give kids roots to grow and wings to soar as he said before so um yeah i've got lots of plans they're all coming together so stay tuned (laughs) that you know that it's really isn't it exciting to to uh, be on a path of growth i mean again another metaphor for nature because Mm -hmm. if we're not growing we're stagnating and we are dying but you know i also noticed that uh, we were talking about passion at the top of the interview but Mm -hmm. you also um you have been a health and wellness um, facilitator for a number of years. So it's, I mean, nature is really important to you, but you also have a website called passionatebynature.com. Would you uh, like to talk about that at all? Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. One of yes. my passions, uh, Cynthia, is helping helping. Uh, people, particularly young people, find their passion and live their passion. 
and um, you know that, that that's very exciting. But the oh, and the passion test work that I do. So I've been over to the US and I've trained as a passion test facilitator and a passion test for kids and teens facilitator, which I just adore doing. And I'm going to sort of blend nurture in nature and passionate by nature and put them together to help create nature-connected, communicative, passionate families. That's, you know, that's a, a big plan of mine, which is wonderful. And I've been working the last few weeks with some schools uh, in passion and year, I had some year sixes yesterday and you know they had some wonderful passion and the passions of youth are just so inspiring um, you know they were caring for animals and what does that look like and riding motorbikes and skateboarding and hanging out with friends and just to see that passion of youth is so important and to be able to help nurture that through the years and keep those kids engaged in what's important to them is is really important to me and I think as a family when you understand as a parent what's important to your kids and when your kids then conversely understand as a parent what's important to you then we can all help support each other uh, in living our passions and being happier and healthier and contributing to community and things like that. So it's pretty exciting work and, and blending the two is, you know, really important. So, Tanya, it seems like blending the two is the perfect, perfect element for you. And I love what you just said there because it's so critical to find the passion in your children. I've been a coach working with kids for many, many, many years And it's always been my thought process, and it's not the popular thought process, especially in schools where you're supposed to, everybody's supposed to be great, you know, in reading, writing, and arithmetic, and everybody's going to be a doctor, lawyer, and Indian chief. And I'm all about encouraging kids to find what do they love, you know, where is their passion? Because when you find your passion, you find your life. So if you can connect kids with their passion and integrate that into the natural world, then we can create a more peaceful and happy planet. Because when people are happy, when people are doing what they love, you know, you're never working a day in your life. You're just playing. That's That's why we call this, you know, a power playground here on Star Style. (laughs) Because, you know, the whole idea is we should all be playing. And that means that we are really enjoying uh, the moments of our lives. So, I applaud you for creating this and for going down this road and taking this exciting adventure. Thank you, Cynthia. And I, you know, it is for me, it's about play. I get to play outside with my kids. I get to learn and, you know, and help inspire other children. And, you know, when when I go into a classroom or we go outside and, and do some work outside, the, just the joy on the kids' faces and the families' faces is just, you know, that's payment enough for me and and I have a great time as well so um you know I'm I'm living my passion and I and you know I get to uh, I get to play every day so it's just well, lovely. You're, you're a role model for who you are you're walking the talk and that's to me what living your passion's about when you're really really being and doing what you love you're being the star you are <laughs> but we're, <laughs> we're you. talking to Tanya Maloney and she's in Australia her new program is called Nurture in Nature. The website is nurtureinnature.com.au. And she has put together a series of 30 interviews with 
leading experts from around the world in a variety of disciplines, but they all contribute to the fact of building relationships and being connected with nature and how we can grow as people and find our passion and our purpose. And, you know, sharing strategies and advice and how-tos because, you know, we really, we don't want to do the shoulds and coulds and woulds. We, we just want to be. So you want to go to nurtureinnature.com.au and then you can check that out. Uh, is it open now for logins and all of that is it, uh, or just for the, the free ones? Uh, no, it's absolutely live. So it's if live. people want to go, if if people want to go straight to the interviews, uh, the full interview series, and have a look, who's who in the zoo, um, so to speak, they can go to nurtureinnature.com.au forward slash interviews. So they can you find can the whole series there. there. And then also, I really think that you know, people should check out passionatebynature.com because you know you could take the passion test. And this was uh, developed by Janet and Chris Atwood. And, you know, again, finding your passion is critical. And if we can help our children find their passion. So that's exciting that you were certified for the teens as well. Do you have a, uh, a list, like a, what do you want to call it? A, you know, a star list you, the, of people you want to interview? Or do they people just keep showing up, it seems? Um, I think people just start showing up Cynthia you know for me everybody I've asked has been so amazing and I'm really humbled that they've you know that they've agreed to be part of it and and so enthusiastic in sharing their passion and so there's there's no one particular at the moment I think Richard Louvre was you know for me a great um a great opportunity to you know talk to someone who really you know he started he started the children and nature movement. Sure, it's been going a long time, but he really was, his book, Last Child in the Woods, was really that catalyst that really sparked that increase for this new nature movement. And so he was a pretty big one. But if there's anyone out there who um, who works with kids and works with nature and, you know, certainly would love to be part of this series, I would be very, very open to chatting to, to people. And, and you yourself, Cynthia, I know you're a, you'd be a, a great one to have on my interview list as well. <laughs> well, you know I'm a nature girl, that's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I love between it. Between rescuing animals and rescuing plants, you know, this is me. And, and getting the kids in the garden, yes. I, that's, this is my stress reducer. I always say I definitely... Won't need a therapist because the garden is my therapist. I go out and I talk to my plants. <laughs> yeah, and you get lots of cuddles from your little squiggly wiggly squirrel. I get lots of cuddles from squiggly wiggly and he's thriving and he's released and he's out. He's out in the woods and he comes in to check up on me and, and just let me know that he is doing okay. So that is very exciting. Beautiful. Natureinnurture.com.au Tanya Maloney. She is she likes to call herself Mother Nurture, and as you can tell, she is a wonderful mom of great kids and a very passionate advocate for connecting families, children, adults, anyone with nature. And she wants to help you discover your passion and just to help you get back outside and realize the bounty and the beauty that's there for all of us to share. So, Tanya, thank you so much for coming on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. This is very exciting to have you all the way from Australia. 
And I'm sure this will become, you know, just a very, very big movement because it does, you know, it does take a lot of people to just keep saying over and over again that something like this is important. And then that's when movements start. And as soon as it becomes a movement, I think, you know, more and people get, get on the bandwagon and that's when change happens. So one kid at a time, one, one uh, you know, mud pie at a time. <laughs> Go splash, right? Yep, absolutely. Get it. You put your shoes on, actually, or, or, or not put your shoes on, and get out the door. And you know, you guys are coming over in the US at the moment, are coming into summer, and it's going to be a beautiful opportunity. But but as they say, there is no bad weather, only poor planning and poor equipment. So um, even in the coldest and and you know maybe wettest of uh, wettest of weather, there's always a puddle to jump in and you know, some snow to play in. So there's always, yeah, so there's always something outside. You just have to put on the, you know, put on the right clothes. And, you know, I wanted to bring up one other thing here because we have a really big push here, especially in California to get kids gardening in schools and starting to learn to grow their own food. Because as you said earlier, diabetes is a huge problem. And of course, as people age, there's so much heart disease and the, the weight problem, especially in American kids because of all the sitting in front of computers and TVs and videos, has become quite an issue. So this whole idea of getting gardens uh, into schools is really a big one and an important one so that you know people can learn how to grow their own herbs and vegetables and fruits, even if it's just a couple of radishes. Anything that a kid can grow yeah, that's going to be great for them. Yeah, absolutely. And there's some beautiful programs that are going on over in the US and the UK and all around the world. In Australia, um, we have the Stephanie Alexander Kitchen Garden Program. And Stephan- Stephanie Alexander is a wonderful chef um, by trade, but she's also a beautiful – they've developed this beautiful foundation that brings kitchen gardens into school so the kids then learn – about how to grow their food and then learn how to cook it and you know sometimes they have the parents and the families come into the schools and they you know they show off their wares and they they're just quite amazing quite an amazing program and I was actually lucky enough to speak uh, for series two of the interviews with Ange Barry who's their CEO and and boy it's an amazing program over there so um yeah so over here and there's lots of stuff going on over in the US as well so well as we can, very exciting as we- as we know, when it comes to nature, it's limitless. The sky is the limit. So nurtureinnature.com.au is the main website. If you want to go straight to the interviews, go to nurtureinnature.com.au forward slash interviews. Check out Tanya Maloney, Mother Nurture herself. And I think you will be very, very inspired. Thank you so much for coming on our show and Just keep it up. Go outside and play and keep living your passion with your children and nurturing all these other children because we know we're going to be uh, contributing to higher self-esteem and, you know, giving kids integrity and determination and self-discipline and a love of life. So thank you for what you're doing with all the reconnection to nature. It's so critical. Thank you, Cynthia. I've had lots of fun talking to you today. You've got an amazing show. You yourself spread passion and love and and nature connection around the world from what you do. So thank you. It's been an honour and a pleasure to be part of this all the way from over in Australia. Thank you so much. Tanya Maloney, again, natureinnurture.com. 
Au. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And of course, when we come back, we are going to go into the garden and talk a little bit more about nature. Don't go away. We have lots more to come. Be the star you are. The star you Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you know how to make performance reviews useful? Well, both people are responsible for success. The employees, it's your performance. You're ultimately responsible for it. So you want to prepare for the conversation by reflecting on your performance in a very balanced way. Listen carefully and with an open mind to the perspective and the feedback that's shared with you. And for leaders, prepare for the conversation and bring a balanced view of performance. Spending at least as much time on people's strengths and successes as you do on their shortcomings and weaknesses. And if you both bring your A game and are engaged in the process, it is going to be purposeful and not painful. You want to make it a conversation. A performance review isn't a time for the leader to lay out all that they prepared and then, in effect, say any questions. You have a form to fill out, yes, but that's an outcome of the process. Make the performance, the results, and the future the focus of the conversation. If the leader is talking more than half the time, you aren't doing it well. Leaders ask, then shut up and listen and let the engagement begin. Make it part of the work. Perhaps the biggest challenge with any formal performance review process is that it happens once or twice a year, but people are performing every day, and there's a place for the annual conversation, but it is probably more productive and valuable if they're ongoing, formal and informal, about you know learning, growth, and just performance. Leaders share what you're seeing, and employees ask for feedback and perspective more often. When both of you are doing that, the results will be better, and the value of the performance review process will improve. And I also think for all employees, it's a great idea to keep track of your progress and where you feel you are making a difference, because as time goes on, the leaders may forget that you have contributed so much. You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profit. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business fight from Star Style. For more information or to book a coaching session, call 925-377-STAR or visit star-style.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryant, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are. You are. and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in a light that shines. 
Well, today's show has really all been about nurture in nature, and we spoke with Tanya Maloney from Down Under, and Heather talked about depression and how nature can help us reduce stress and anxiety and reduce our depression. Well, we're here in California, and of course, I can see clearly now that the rain has gone. It's 100 degrees as I speak to you today from the San Francisco Bay Area. From the love ballad of Alfred Prufrock, there was a... Uh, a wonderful quote that said, do I dare disturb the universe? And of course, we know that we as humans have been doing just that. Now, scientists have speculated the possible return of El Nino in 2015. And even if the storms do return, the forecast projects only moderate precipitation for Northern California. And fortunately enough, rainfall we had in April, it greened our golden hills. But as we approach summer, we have to be so diligent in our con- conservation methods. Now, I know in other parts of the country, there have been floods and storms and tornadoes. Fire danger is definitely enhanced right now because of dry uh, winters. So across the U.S. and across the world, everything is changing. And we have altered the climate and stressed our great globe. But it's not too late to begin being better stewards. So it, when I was writing, uh, the, I've been doing a series called Digging Deep, a drought gardening series, and you can find those um, those on my website if you want to know, you know, how to really work in gardens when you have very little water. But I just wanted to recap and to give you a hint of a few things that will do well in uh, that are drought tolerant and in places that don't have much water. And I'm talking about, you know, of course, always we know succulents, natives, and cacti thrive in low water conditions, but there are other ones. Remember to enrich your soil. Use compost. Uh, amended soil is the most important foundation element to growing any garden. Apply three inches of mulch to maximize water savings. Maintain your moisture, reduce runoff, and shield the soil from any direct sunlight. You want to group plants with similar water needs together. Stop fertilizing. Pull the weeds. Deadhead before seed pods form because that takes extra energy on plants. You want to build wind barriers, create shade, and then water appropriately, infrequently, yet deeply. And I always suggest you water early in the morning or late in the afternoon, but not at nighttime because if it doesn't, if the water doesn't have an opportunity to dry out, you're going to get unwanted insects and uh, mildew and diseases that you don't want. So here's a sampling of a few drought-resistant, low-maintenance specimens. In annuals, you might want to try Cosmos, Cleome, Dusty Miller, Lupin, Marigolds, Poppies, Portulaca, or Verbenia. There's a lot more in perennials, but I think that you might like, you know, to have like Agastache or Bush Sage or Blanket Flower. Um, You could have Daylilies, Echinacea, Ferns. I know Ferns people usually just think of them as being in wet areas, but they actually do fine. Geraniums, uh, uh, Ginger, Helleborus, Ice Plant, Lamb's Ear, Lavender, uh, Yarrow, and Yucca, and usually anything that has a uh, is gray is usually you know gray or fuzzy usually does well in low water for shrubs try abelia or holly or hibiscus hydrangea palms nandina pomegranate uh, oleander of course and viburnum lots and lots of herbs do well in low conditions like you know anise and um 
and cat mint and catnip and dill and fennel and feverview, lemongrass, sage, as I said earlier, rosemary, spearmint, uh, and even wild uh, garlic. All kinds of grasses, including zebra, zebra grass, leather leaf sedge, Japanese blood grass, fountain grass, a reed grass, pampas grass do well. And then vegetables would be like Armenian cucumber, artichokes, beans, beet, corn, chili, eggplant, garlic, uh, mustards, onions, peas, peppers. Now, that's just a few things. It's not a complete list. So talk to your nursery professional for more advice and get local recommendations for where you live. And then go and visit garden centers. Um, You'll find specimens that are going to work best for your landscaping requirements. Just remember that all plants do need some water. So there's no such thing as completely no watering. And um, bulbs are always an excellent choice because they provide perennial color, form, and fragrance. And always consider xeriscaping as it conserves 50 to 75% of water utilizing very creative landscape uh, techniques. Do remember that to build a better future, we have to nurture nature. And we're blessed to live on planet Earth. So care for the land and all of God's creatures. And we will reap the benefits. And never forget that gardens do make us happy. So you want to read a book this week. Uh, Read Be the Star You Are or read Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul. Stroll through your garden and actually smell the roses because they are glorious this year. So uh, that just, I wish you happy gardening and happy growing. Thank you so much for being great listeners and tuning in here to Heather and I every week on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. You can change your life and make your dreams come true, and we bring you the expert advice from around the world. For more information about Star Style, visit star-style.com or feel free to call 925-377-STAR or shoot me an email, Cynthia at star-style.com. Make a donation to Be The Star You Are at bethestarur.org. And always know that my aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. I want you to see beyond your physical being and know you are already a star. So until next week when we celebrate once again, remember that gardens are making us happy. Love always wins. Kindness prevails. And smiles will keep you going. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. And until next week, get out in nature and enjoy some nurture in nature. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Be the star you are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life changing program star style be the star you are we have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire inform entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be for more information visit www.starstyleradio.com and to make a donation to the charity go to www.bethestarur.org ignite the flame that burns brightly within Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.